It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, covering all things BYU for you each and every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your daily source for all things BYU news. On today's show, we'll be breaking down BYU football's win over UMass on Saturday. Some of the takeaways there. Also, we'll be talking a little bit about BYU and UVU in basketball. Uh, home opener for the Cougars goes the way of the home team. We'll break that down for you. And we'll also catch up on how the other teams in Provo did over the weekend as well. That'll be all covered on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, All Guard Pest Control, based right here in Utah. We'll tell you about them here in a moment. Also brought to you today by Sling TV. Uh, podcasts can always be found on all your major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, or you can tell your smart speakers to play podcast Locked on Cougars. You can find us there. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for November 12th, 2018. Red zone situation, third down and 10. A back pedal for Wilson, throws down and in some way, makes the catch 10, 5, going for the goal line, he's there, touchdown! The Cougars take the lead! Same formation with wing wides on either side, they motion Hefo, they give to Aleva again, going for the pylon, sneaks in for the touchdown, running it right side, Aleva Hefo for the score, and the Cougars take a 27-10 lead. There you go. Some of the highlights. Thanks to the BYU Sports Network of BYU's win over UMass. BYU gets to 5-5 five and five on the season with a 35-16 win Saturday afternoon at Gillette Stadium, home of the New England Patriots there in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, initial thoughts on this game was BYU slept walk through much of that first quarter. Uh, of course, it was an early game on their body clock at 10 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff for BYU players and you could definitely tell early on as their first play from scrimmage Aleva Hefo and Zach Wilson screw up the snap uh, have a fumble UMass picks it up after they had ground out a seven minute drive to get three points BYU puts them right back in position they go down and score and all of a sudden just like that it's 10 nothing. I probably was like most of you feeling like, oh dear, here we go again, because a year ago, UMass came to Provo and Mark Whipple and his staff decided, hey, we're going to cut this game down. We're going to slow this game down. We're going to grind out points and we're going to shorten this game with long drives that take a bunch of time off the clock. Well, luckily BYU woke up after they went down 10 nothing. A quick four-yard drive, in my opinion, the most efficient drive in BYU's season. Uh, see Zach Wilson drive the team right down the field, a big run on his own, a play-action pass to Dallin Holker, and BYU pushes it to 10-7. 
That kind of got BYU back on track. They end up reeling off 35 unanswered points to take a 35-10 lead before UMass added a touchdown late in the game. Uh, didn't get the two-point conversion they went for, and that ultimately ended up being the final score of 35-16. to Um I am actually want to talk a little bit about the defense here. I thought it was a fantastic showing for the BYU Cougars on defense. Uh, their fourth game in a row that they have shown really well. And the sad part is BYU is only 2-2 two and two in those four games. But uh, I thought this defense stood up and they played extremely well. They held UMass to season lows in total yards, 285 total yards. Passing yards with 183. Yards per play on average, 4.13. And yards per attempt, 5.5. They also tied their season high with four sacks, uh, two of which went to Rhett Sandlin. He had quite the statistical day four total tackles three tackles for loss and two sacks have yourself a day there Mr. Sandlin good for you also another sack went to Bracken Elbakri and Corbin Kafusi. I believe Kafusi's now got eight and a half on the season still on track if he continues to add one one and a half more sacks he'll have double digit double digit sacks for the season which would be quite an accomplishment for him Uh, I thought that the linebacking core played extremely well Sione Takita and Isaiah Kafusi led BYU with career-high 14 total tackles apiece. The defense, I, there's not much can be more can be said. I, as I said early on last week in the lead-up to this game, I talked about how I felt this was very much a Hawaii type of matchup for BYU where the Cougars should be favored. Uh, they should go in and be able to dominate this game. And it started out different than the Hawaii game, like I mentioned, with BYU falling behind 10-0. But the good news is, is the team woke up, the offense got rolling, started running the ball. Zach Wilson had another efficient passing day, and they pick up the win. The defense, on the other hand, did exactly what they were supposed to do against Hawaii as this game progressed. Is like I said, holding, uh, not Hawaii, against UMass, similar to Hawaii, holding them to season lows in major statistical categories and BYU walks away with a win. The good news is now BYU is 5-5. They're going to be playing for bowl eligibility this coming Saturday night when they take on New Mexico State. Game scheduled to kick off at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. It'll be televised on ESPN2. So a late cold night in Provo, but the good news is is the forecast has no moisture in the forecast, so it should just be a cold, dry night there in Provo. A decent... uh, set up for senior night you'd probably ideally like this game to be during the day maybe a one o'clock if you had everything your way but that's how espn scheduled it byu plays at 8 15 the uh thing now is i'm expecting byu to be bowl eligible we'll have to keep an eye on this because there are 78 bowl slots 78 bowl teams i guess slots for teams to play in bowl games this year and currently there are 62 by my count bowl eligible teams there are somewhere around 25 teams currently at five wins including byu so they only need one more win to get to bowl eligibility and i believe around 10 to oh, sorry not 10 13 to 14 teams with four wins that could get to bowl eligibility with two wins in the final two weeks so that means if all that goes down BYU would be among a glut of teams 
versus what is available in terms of bowl slots. Hopefully that makes sense. 78 slots, 62 teams currently bowl eligible, 25 still able to become bowl eligible with one more win, and then about 13 to 14 more that could get with two wins. So that would mean if you have all that play out, there's going to be more teams bowl eligible than there are bowl slots. I know talking to people in Provo that the Cougars are confident that ESPN would take care of them, but it's all a matter of if bowl slots fill up, they're contractually obligated to various conferences. BYU does not have an affiliated uh, bowl tie-in this year. They're in essence a free agent, one of those teams that would be looked at for any potential opening. So you're going to be looking at some of the conferences like the Big 12, which only has four to five bowl eligible teams at this point, like will have more than that. The Sun Belt, Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference. Pay attention to those teams and those conferences because it depends on how many of those teams are bowl eligible and how many contracted bowl slots they can fill up that BYU could get an, get an entry into a bowl game as a result of that. We'll be tracking that for you. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week once BYU is bowl eligible and we have a clearer view because entering the final week of the season should have more of a list, a more complete list of what teams are going to be bowl eligible. And I'll be able to tell you, okay, by conference, here's the number of teams that are in each conference that are bowl eligible and how many slots they have. We'll break that down more in depth for you. But keep an eye on that. That's something to pay attention to because I expect BYU to be bowl eligible. Like I said, they are confident there in Provo that ESPN will take care of them in terms of getting them into a bowl slot. But this year, BYU could play anywhere coast to coast. This could be a bowl year where you're playing in Boca Raton or something like that. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, Some other thoughts real quick about this game against UMass is I liked what we saw from Zach Wilson once again. It was still not the breakout performance that I think BYU fans want to see. Uh, He had 167 yards passing on 14 of 22 uh, attempts, so 14 completions on 22 attempts, along a 40. But we'll see how it shakes out. I'm interested to see if he's able to break out at some point this year and get a big game. Maybe against New Mexico State this coming Saturday he could do that. He had two touchdowns passing. He also ran for 53 yards total on the day. That long of 36 on that first touchdown drive for BYU was a thing of beauty. It was a run-pass option, read option, and he just took off. Had nothing but green grass in front of him. BYU as a team ran for 237 yards. I believe it's the second highest team total on the season. Sorry, 221 yards. I apologize. 237 yards game, but they also lost 16. So 221 total yards rushed for. Second highest total this season behind the Hawaii game. So the parallels between this and the Hawaii game are, there are some parallels, but also some differences simply due to the fact that BYU fell behind early in this game, but it was good to see them rally and not wilt in the face of opposition. All right, let me know what your guys' thoughts are. I'd love to hear from you guys. You always can follow the show on Locked On Cougars on Twitter. Same name for Facebook, Locked On Cougars there. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear you guys on what your overall thoughts were after having a weekend to marinate on this win and looking ahead to the final two games of the year against New Mexico State at home and then on the road at Utah. 
Uh, BYU still has a chance here to have a decent season. Looking like they will be bowl eligible, barring anything crazy happening, and that's the good news. So we'll take a break here. We'll come back. we got to talk some BYU basketball. BYU basketball, of course, won their home opener against UVU over the weekend. We'll break that down a little bit. A great comment from Yoli Child you'll want to hear if you didn't hear it already. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They are your best bet when you have pest control issues here in Utah, all along the Wasatch Front, Utah County, Salt Lake County, Wasatch County, even up into the Davis and Weber counties. They will service you and make sure you don't have any issues this winter or any other time during the year. One of their best features, in my opinion, about All Guard Pest Control is the ability to control how you want to be taken care of. You want a one-time visit, they'll come out one time. If you want a quarterly system where they come out every three months, treat your home for whatever that season's biggest pest issues are, they'll do that as well. You tell them what they want, they'll customize a plan for you so that you are taken care of. Their online reviews are absolutely fantastic. They only use the safest products. You don't have to worry about it being around your kids or your pets. They come into your home and treat it just like their own. Give them a call if you have any pest control issues, spiders, mice, whatever it may be, they're here to help you out. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Seth and his team are the best. They're only focused on pest control issues and making sure you're taken care of. So once again, give All Guard Pest Control a call. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. That's 801-851-1812. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We knew if we played our game, we'd win. Uh, it's one of those things where you got your little brother coming up and, and talking to you all the time and telling you how good they are, but you just got to teach them a lesson every once in a while. And you know, if we did what we would do, we'd, we'd go out there and let them know. There you go, Yoli Childs. UVU is your little brother. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast, giving you all the BYU sports news you need each and every day. BYU basketball picks up a home win, 75 to 65 over UVU Friday night. Evens the record at one and one on the season after a tough loss to begin the year at Nevada. And I thought it was a good win for the Cougars. This was a game that UVU came in with a goal to make it make it a grind. And BYU, they played into that in the first half. UVU took a first half 26-25 lead to the locker room. And sitting there watching this game, it was ugly. I, I have no issue saying that. Any of you that were at the game on Friday night, I think would agree. It was a great crowd. I'll give I'll give BYU fans that. The student section was lively. UVU even had a student section up in the kind of the upper part 
of the Marriott Center, and they were having a good time as well. So it was a great crowd, but the basketball on the court in the first half was just ugly. It was just I was going, woof, this is just not good basketball. But the good news is BYU figured things out. They get the victory. They're one and one on the season now, getting ready for a five-game homestand here uh, with this Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup Series that is coming to Provo. We'll tell you about that in a minute, but I wanted to break down this UVU game a little bit. So in the first half, BYU, they were shooting awful and only outdone by Utah Valley's ability to shoot even more awful. In the first half, BYU was 9 of 29 from the field, 31%, only 1 of 10 from 3. That's a 10% three-point percentage. Uh, UVU simply had worse shooting percentage because they took more shots. They connected on nine field goals on 40 attempts, 22.5% there. But UVU came in. They wanted this game to be an absolute grind, and they got their wish in the first half. Um, my biggest tip of the cap goes to Dave Rose and his staff. They adjusted, and the players at BYU executed their second-half game plan very well because BYU came out and shot 54.8% in the second half. They adjusted how the game was being played. They started to get their shots to fall. Uh, they worked the ball inside. And biggest thing was that TJ Hawes kind of ignited this team with three three-pointers that seemed to get the other his, his teammates on track. He hit all those three-pointers kind of early on in that first half, uh, two of them back-to-back sets that really seemed to ter- stem the tide or turn the tide for BYU and get them going. It was good to see, honestly, because there have been times I've watched this BYU basketball team when they come into a game with a game plan and they seem so stubborn about executing that game plan that they don't adjust to how the game is going and it just affects them. I enjoyed watching them uh, figure out, okay, this is what we need to do to win this game, and they did it. Also give some credit to UVU. Like I said, they came into this game and they wanted to make it a grind. They did make it a grind, but they also adjusted in the second half and got their shots to fall. They shot 45.7% in the second half, scored 39 points. They were 4 of 10 from 3 in that second half. Neither team shot the 3 well in this game at all. Both teams hit 6 3-pointers, but BYU had 22 attempts, while UVU had 23. It's not a great shooting night for either team from beyond the arc, but it seemed like when BYU hit their 3-pointers, they came in really big spots. Zach Selyus had two big three-pointers. Connor Harding had one as well. And I mentioned the three that went down for TJ Haas. It was good to see Haas have a breakout performance. Uh, 23 points on the night. Yoli Childs, as you heard at the top of the segment, calling UVU little brother. Well, you can do that when you back it up. 20 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, and one steal. Yeah, that's a great showing for Yoli Childs. 38 minutes of action, 7 of 20 from the field. He did miss all five of the three-pointers he attempted. Uh, it's something he's worked on. He mentioned it in the preseason that he wanted to be more active at shooting the three. And we'll see if he's able to get that going here. But I thought it was good to see him adjust as well. He started to work the ball a little bit more inside, work the mid-range game. Uh, and he hit most of his free throws, 6 of 7 from the charity stripe. Great showing for Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes. I thought there was big contributions as well off the bench from McConnor Harding. I thought Dalton Nixon played some good minutes for BYU. He had seven rebounds in this game to go with five points. 
he's going to be a guy that's going to be counted on a lot this year to just fill in the gaps where BYU is lacking. He's got the ability to guard inside. He's also got the ability to go out on the perimeter and guard guys on the on the perimeter of the three-point line. So he'll be that guy that's kind of that glue guy. And that's, that's nice that BYU has that because you don't need necessarily him to contribute on the stat sheet in terms of points. But if he can get those rebounds, assists, steals, Whatever he contributes in terms of scoring is just a plus. So it was a great win for BYU. They now get ready, like I mentioned, for a five-game homestand here at 1-1 one and one on the season. Before they head up back on their next road trip, I believe they should be 6-1 and one here. They're going to play three games this week starting tomorrow night against Northwestern State. That game's scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV. They'll also face Oral Roberts University and Alabama A&M this week on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. So a big week of BYU basketball. Dave Rose was chuckling, saying that I know our players are going to enjoy this week because there's a lot of games which limit the ability for BYU to practice. So I'm I'm of the opinion that next time BYU goes out on the road, that'll be November 28th, a Wednesday night. They'll be facing Illinois State in Normal, Illinois. The next time they head out there, I believe BYU should be 6-1. and one. The only game that's in question here is the final game of this homestand when they host the University of Houston in Provo. Dave Rowe is going up against his alma mater. But I... BYU has such a decided home field advantage, oh, not home field, home court advantage, that I would ex- expect that BYU wins that game. That's just my take. You're, uh, you may disagree, but when you have teams like Northwestern State, Oral Roberts, Alabama A&M, and Rice in the next four games, all of which, if I'm not mistaken, are sub-200 or worse teams in terms of RPI rankings, BYU should rack up some wins here and get ready for the stiffer test when it comes to their non-conference schedule later on because you have games coming up. Illinois State is, a, is an NCAA tournament caliber team, has been over the last few years. You'll have your other in-state games against Weber State, Utah State, and Utah coming up, as well as games against Mississippi State, UNLV, and San Diego State. So pile up the wins here while you can for if you're Dave Rose's team and get ready for stiffer competition. Feast on this uh, cannon fodder in essence, and get ready for stiffer games when it, when it comes to it. So, great win for BYU. Always good to beat your crosstown rival. Yoli Childs was fired up about it. You could tell with that comment there in the post game, and after the game, um, I you could tell he was just he was just fired up about this game. So good to see him showing some emotion. I know Dave Rose would rather his players not do that, but. It is what it is. You, you just deal with it. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball and their win over the weekend, getting ready for a three-game set this weekend. We'll take a time out here. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about Sling TV. If you are a college sports fan, football or basketball, Sling TV is your best bet to catch both those sports and mass this season. Sling TV offers you all the networks you need to watch college football or basketball for just $30 a month. You get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC and more. It allows you to stream on your big screen or across all of your favorite devices, your phones, tablets, whatever. 
There are no useless channels. You pick what you want to watch with Sling TV. They create a custom package for you. There are no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You know what you're paying right up front. And of course, you can cancel at any time. If you want to check it out, see if Sling TV is the right option for you. You can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on Cougars listeners, you can get that seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out. See if it's the right option for you. It's the best way to watch college sports in general, football, basketball, or otherwise. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Check it out once again. That's sling.com slash locked on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on today's show. It's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. As we wrap things up today, wanted to keep you guys updated on the other teams in Provo. We'll start off with the top-ranked BYU women's volleyball team. And as you would expect, they racked up another sweep on senior day in front of 4,213 fans Saturday there at the Smith Fieldhouse. An absolutely dominant performance and a win over San Francisco. 25-12, 25-12, 25-9 as dominant as you will see in women's volleyball. BYU now 25-0, 15-0 in West Coast Conference play. They have clinched at least a share of their fifth straight West Coast Conference championship. A win in any of their final three games will give the Cougars the outright title. And I'm expecting BYU will sweep all three of those games. That's just my opinion. Uh, BYU will be back on the road uh, this weekend. Like I mentioned, the final three games are on the road. But good to see BYU just continue to rack up these wins. The national... uh, pundits when it comes to women's volleyball have taken note of BYU and their dominance in the West Coast Conference. I mentioned that some of them have questioned BYU's ability to get wins because they've been feasting on a lesser slate of opponents playing in West Coast Conference action, but they showed early this season that they can play with the best. They're going to be playing against Stanford, who they already beat in five sets earlier this year in the NCAA tournament at some point, I would reckon, but... I'm guessing that BYU Volleyball understands that as well and will be ready for it. So hats off to Heather Olmstead and her team. Good to see them finishing out their home slate in dominant fashion. Now they just got to go pick up those final three wins, make it 28-0 and getting ready for that NCAA tournament. Uh, women's basketball had their home opener on Saturday as well. Got four Cougars scored in double digits in the season opener as BYU topped UC Riverside 72-70 to in overtime. So congratulations to Jeff Judkins on getting the season started the right way. Uh, BYU is going to be at home tomorrow when they host Pac-12 folk California. That'll be 
a game that's scheduled to start at 4 p.m. Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. You can catch the game live on the W.TV streaming there. Uh, BYU Women's Soccer, tough loss. They went to Fort Worth, Texas to take on TCU in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, gave up two second-half goals within five minutes of one another and ultimately fell 2-1. Jennifer Rockwood, after the games, uh, gave this quote, I am kind of speechless because we played one of our best halves of the year in the first half. We set the tone, we dictated the tempo, and owned the width. The second half, I'm not sure what happened. TCU came out stronger and a lot more physical. Soccer is crazy, and in less than a five-minute span, we gave up two goals, and that will get you every time. So BYU finishes the year 13-5-1. and It was a good bounce back year for the Cougars after they um, struggled a year ago to see them win the West Coast Conference Championship once again was a heartening development especially with a team that's so young I believe only one senior on this year's team so they should have plenty of success next year they will lose Olivia Wade though who is going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so best of luck to her in the mission field but the rest of the BYU team should be back and I'm expecting the expectations will stay high for this Cougar team and finally the men's and women's cross country teams host the Mountain Region Championships the NCAA Mountain Region Championships over the weekend at East Bay Golf Course Solid showings for both the men's and women's teams in their home on their home field. In essence, BYU men's team finished second behind number one ranked Northern Arizona. So good to see them staying right with the leader in the country. And BYU ranked number two in the country. That's what you would expect. The women's uh, cross country team ranked number nine in the country, finished in third place behind number one ranked New Mexico and number four Colorado. Uh, so congratulations to the women's team. They'll be getting ready for the national championships coming up later this month, and hopefully they can overcome those hurdles and come home with a national championship. Northern Arizona, though, very good on the men's side, so the men's team especially will have their work cut out for them to top the top-ranked team in the country. They've been ranked number two all year long, just never been able to overtake that number one spot because of what NAU has at their disposal when it comes to cross-country. So there you go. Some of the other teams improve on how they performed over the weekend. Thanks again for joining me on the show. We'll be back tomorrow getting you ready for a BYU basketball game. Also recapping what Kalani Satake had to say today at his press conference. Excited to hear what he has to say because they're getting ready to play New Mexico State. Should be bowl eligible this week. So BYU close to accomplishing one of their big goals is to return to bowl eligibility. And we'll see what Kalani Satake has to say about that. Thanks to today's sponsors on the show, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. You can call them 801-851-1812, or you can check out Sling TV as well. Thanks again for joining me. It's been a blast to bring the show to you each and every day. Follow us on Twitter, Locked on Cougars, or at Jacob C. Hatch, or look us up on Facebook, Locked on Cougars as well. Until tomorrow, this has been Locked on Cougars for November 12th, 2018. The NCAA tournament is almost here. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.